<clears throat> oh, hello. Uh, you're probably here about the podcast. Elves love to talk on podcasts, but you didn't know that about elves. There's uh, probably a lot of things you didn't know about elves. Another interesting uh, elf-ism is there are only three jobs available to an elf. The first is making shoes late at night while the old cobbler sleeps. The lazy cobbler! You can make cookies in a tree, but as you can imagine, it can be dangerous to have an open oven in an elm tree. Oh, oh no! Call the fire! Oh no! But the third job, uh, some call it the show or the big dance, it's the profession that every elf aspires to, and that is podcasting in Santa's studio. What about podcasts for life here from Santa's studio? It's a job only an elf can do. Our soothing voices, natural cheer, and active minds are perfect for podcasting. Like a little snowman. But no human has ever podcasted in Santa's studio. That is, until a few months ago. And as you can imagine, that's where our story begins. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's stay with Welcome to Facing Off, a podcast where we share our opinions about two movies we find to be similar by comparing, contrasting, and rating them. This is Santa, Santa Gabe, which is an actual quote from the movie Noel. I've been represented in a Christmas movie. You are. And this is my cotton-headed Ninny Muggins co-host, Nick. Hi, I'm Nick, your co-host. What's your favorite color? (laughs) That's great. What's up, Nick? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. It is two days before Christmas when this podcast is released, so I have a holly jolly Christmas. Yeah, I'm just swimming in cheer right now. What about you? Uh, For all to hear, Um, I'm good. (laughs) I'm a heathen. I'm ex-Jew. I'm Jew by blood and by heritage, but I don't. I just celebrate whatever, man. (laughs) You're just a free thinker, dude. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. I'm going to celebrate the shit out of Kwanzaa this year, man. I'm just going to celebrate, bro. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, You got cool Christmas plans coming up? No, just some fam stuff. Hanging out in in the the Dirty D. That's the the desert. Dirty D? The Coachella Valley, uh, where I born and raised. Uh, So, you know, just... Chilling. Not unlike the setting for the movie Noel. Yeah, uh, the lighting isn't quite as orange in yeah. Palm Springs, but you know, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, do you cool, have man. Christmas plans? Hanukkah yeah. plans? Do I'm you know, going. Do you even know when Hanukkah started, dude. I have no idea if Hanukkah started. <laughs> I'm assuming it already started. And happy Hanukkah to all my Jews. I uh, hope you've been lighting them candles, getting them presents, and spinning that dreidel. Keep dreidling, y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just going oh, up, man. I'm, uh, going up to San Francisco, hang out with my boys, uh, get a rage. Sick, dude. Um, yeah, that's just me. Um, and then, uh, gonna go to Danny's, uh, family's place for oh, cool. Christmas. You can play some golf? I want to play gonna, some golf. Whack some balls. I don't know if I can play with Danny's dad anymore. I've kind of embarrassed myself last time oh. by literally messing up on every single hole. <laughs> um, but uh, hey, if yeah, you, man. Uh, if you know how to give Gabe uh, uh, golf lessons, please hit, hit your boy up. Yeah, help me out. I need to get actual lessons at some point. But <laughs> yeah, uh, my New Year's resolution is to get golf lessons and be a pro. Uh, Dang. I think it's achievable. Lofty. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Uh, it's good to do this last episode with you. You too, um, my brother. So uh, stick by. At, at the end of the episode, I yeah. want to include something. So in our intro episode, we talked about why we each wanted to do this podcast. Right. And for me, I am obsessive about movies, and I need some kind of avenue to um, – some kind of channel to speak about that, or else it just consumes me inside, or I send Nick, like, 10 essay-long uh, um, texts to him while he's at work. And I respond, like, 
uh, like 24 hours later with like, whoa, dude. Yeah. But it's like every year I see so many movies. I've seen 62 new movies this year and I'm, I, I still have more to see before the end of the year. And I kind of want to give some recommendations to people. So though we typically at the end just give recommendations of things that are similar to the episode, I may just like let you know movies that I saw recently mm. um, very quickly. We'll call it Gabe's Movie Minute. And Nick will talk about stuff that he's seen too because sometimes he gets to see stuff. Like Star Wars, you'll see before me. Yeah. Um, cool. Why don't you give a synopsis, yo? So what are, wait, what are our two movies? And are oh, we yeah. going to spoil them? Yeah, we're going to spoil these two movies, but who oh, cares? Are? We're doing Dang, okay. Yeah. We're doing so... Elf versus Noel. Elf uh is a classic. You could find it uh on AMC right now. Really? Okay. Yeah, and you could rent it. I'm sure people own Elf. Yeah. Noel is a Disney Plus original movie, so we're sorry to everybody out there who were uh wasn't able to listen to or watch it because um you they don't what? have Disney+. In this Plus? particular case... You don't need to. Listen to our podcast first, and then decide for yourself whether or not you want to watch Noel. Good point. Why don't you let everyone know, if you haven't seen Elf, here's a synopsis of Elf. Yes. So, Elf is the story of Buddy the Elf, who is actually a man, who goes to New York to find his father, who is actually a dick. <laughs> uh, Buddy, played by Will Ferrell, um, and his father, uh, played by Scott Can's father, James... Um, Buddy, uh, <laughs> Buddy uh, is an elf. He's raised in the North Pole, not knowing that he's a man. When he goes to New York, he begins to work as a mall elf and meets uh, Jovi, played by a blonde and kind of cranky Zoe and sad. Just such a sad yeah, version kinda... of Zoe Deschanel. She's happy later. Um, eventually, what Buddy ends up doing is uh, teaching his father, Walter, how to be a kind and nice person and naughty, naughty person. Uh, Walter's, naughty, naughty. Walter's heart grows a couple sizes after he yells at Buddy uh, for being really uh, mean to Peter Dinklage on accident. And, um, and Buddy runs away, leaves a heartwarming note. Um, Walter goes to Buddy in the park and they uh, help Santa escape from... Park rangers from the popo, from basically from the police. Yeah, uh, and in uh, in the meantime, um, Buddy's half brother uh, reveals that Santa's a real thing, and I assume that this causes mass hysteria across the globe. But yeah, uh, it's another movie. For Give another us time. a follow up movie. Yeah, okay, that's Elf um, Two. <clears throat> in Noel, we journey to the North Pole, where we find Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader playing Chris. Ki- Chris Kringle's daughter, Noel, ooh, titular, and his son, <laughs> Nick. When Chris passes away and passes on his authority as Santa Claus and his throne of lies to Nick, Nick becomes overwhelmed with the responsibilities of being Santa. Then his more put-together and cheery sister, Noel, suggests that he take a short break before Christmas. But Nick suddenly goes missing. The North Pole goes into a frenzy, and their super sexist governing body requires the role of Santa to be taken on by a male member of the Kringle family. So they turn to Noel's cousin and Chris, Christmas tech support officer, Gabriel. However, Gabe's technical background and overall demeanor makes him unfit for the role of Santa, so Noel goes to Phoenix, Arizona with her elf guardian, Polly, to search for her missing brother who she soon discovers is now a yoga instructor. Oh, my God. Noelle becomes close with a divorced father slash private investigator until she gets in trouble with the law and then finally takes Nick back to the North Pole. But Nick points out that the Santa Covenant technically doesn't mention gender, and Noelle becomes Santa because of Christmas. Well, also, she has superpowers. And she has superpowers because Christmas. She inherits Santa's superpowers. Yeah. Very Christ-like of her. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're, <laughs> we're doing these movies because it's two Christmas... Though there are plenty of great Christmas movies, these are two movies where you take a fictional fantasy um, Christmas character full of joy and you supplant them into the mundanity of American life and their goal is to... Um, Find Christmas purpose cheer. and bring Christmas cheer for all to hear. Yeah. 
They yeah. uh, they provide a fresh take on what it is to be a a person that exists during Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are just like the most similar. Um, I mean, we could have done plenty of other ones that aren't on Disney. Yeah, Plus, but these two but... have a very common thread. Yeah, like you said, they they have this like other sort of otherworldly figure who's completely and uh, utterly innocent and ignorant to the 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 like crap that is human existence. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Searching for a word for or how American crappy existence. being a person is sometimes, yeah. and. Um, and they make the those around them kind of see things in a different light. It's For a little sure. bit cute. Yeah, it is a little bit cute. It's a little bit well, cute, a little bit heartwarming. It, let's talk about the differences between these movies. So sure. we are going to rate them on a scale. Or we, we have five categories, and we're going to rate them on a scale of one to seven. Right. One being lowest, seven being highest, and four being average or neutral or in between. Yes. Uh, do we have any new categories today? Yes, we do. We are going to take one of our typical comedy categories, Spectac Hilarity. Yes. Uh, These then are we both are going, technically comedies. Yeah, and then we're going to do acting, originality, legacy, and a new category for Christmas movies. Oh, Gabe's going to sing in three, two, one. Xmasticity in the city. <laughs> Shout out to all my uh, System of a Down fans out there. Stay hot. Gabe named our Christmas category Xmasticity, and I don't really, I have never really listened to System of a Down. You don't know Toxicity? Sue me. I know what Toxicity is, dude. dude I don't it's dope. live under a rock. All right, well. Or in the North Pole. Well, you don't listen to rock either. Oh, okay. Let's start with Spectac Hilarity, Ooh. which is a category where we talk about spec the spectacularity of the movie, which is the engagement level and how uh, joyful it was to watch and whether you were distracted. And we mix it with the hilarity aspect um, of a comedy, which is how well balanced the comedy was and if it um, kept you laughing the whole time, if it was really enjoyable throughout. So let's start. With the film Elf, Spectac Hilarity. Nick, why don't you start? Okay. My spectacularity for Elf is a five. So I love Elf. Wow. It's a great movie. Um, did you give it a higher rating than me? Fuck yeah. You did? Is it a six or a seven? Why don't you wait in here? Wow. You dude, you, you, you explain me... what you have okay. to say. So I um I gave it a five because the movie doesn't uh it, it doesn't like make you belly laugh over and over and over again. But it does keep you giggling pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Like, I want to give a six or a seven to a movie that makes me, like, deeply laugh very, very frequently. Like Step Brothers or something. Yeah, like yeah. Step Brothers or something. There's a couple times in this movie, namely the, <laughs> the dancing scene. Oh, that's where, Tyler Salstrom's favorite scene. Yeah, he's where James Conn picks up the phone and he's like, what could you possibly be calling me about? And she's like, um, they need you in the mailroom. <laughs> Buddy the Elf has somehow learned how to dance like a... A pro, it's so funny. And then the cut back to James Conn is so funny. Yeah. Uh, that scene is a deep, deep belly laugh. And then there's a couple other like, yeah. like deeply funny scenes. But for the most part, it's like a, it's a giggle fest. And for me, a five in spectacularity is the giggle fest rating. Yeah, it's slightly above average. So yeah. I think that's fair for a comedy. It keeps you giggling. Yeah. Uh, I give it a six. Um, I just think there are... Everything keeps you giggling. It keeps you engaged. Like you don't really want to. Yeah, I was on my phone because I've seen it so many times. Right. But you're really so engaged when you watch it. It's so enjoyable to see someone just so full of like love and life in this like disgusting part of the world, which is New York City. Um, yeah. There are a lot of scenes that make me laugh really hard. What, Nick and I, when we were rewatching this, were laughing really hard at the Jack in the Box testing scene. Oh my god! At yeah. the beginning. Um, it's just like pure, uh, comedy right after that. It's just nonstop throughout the whole movie. Um, the mail room is really good. Uh, I love the little, there are really smart, like little jokes within it that work and they're almost like pop culture references. They're not, but they like, they just work for me. Like the world's best coffee thing is so funny to me. Yeah. That's a good one. Because there's that's like of... a thing that no one ever <laughs> jokes about how ridiculous that is that everyone says that. There's a lot of like little lines that this is why it's a five for me and not like a six or a seven. Like yeah, a seven sure. in this category would be like pineapple express. Like my favorite 
one of my favorite comedies. Yeah, not my favorite comedy. Just because it makes you laugh like hard. It makes all you the laugh time. hard yeah, over that. and over and over again. Like a six is something like Step Brothers, where it makes you laugh hard a lot, but you're giggling the whole time. Elf makes you laugh, makes me laugh hard a couple times, but I'm giggling the whole time at lines like "Not now, Arctic Puffin." Oh yeah, <laughs> like the way. Bye, that- buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> uh, I do love, I, I don't know, they, I agree with that, but there are so many scenes that still make me laugh hard, and the thing that makes it so engaging, like, very, it's so engaging just to look at Will Ferrell's face. Him in his little elf outfit, walking around, so full of joy, looks like an absolute idiot, but he's so innocent, and he's walking through, and he's, like, juxtaposed with, like, just people who fucking hate their lives, um, just kept me so involved in his pure excitement whenever there's any mention of Santa or when Santa's there. He's like, I know him. Santa! Yeah. Yeah. It's so, he's so funny. So he he's just really so keeps pumped it. about Santa. Do you know those scenes where the, um, where they're walking around and like, like you said, like, uh, talking to random New Yorkers that seem yeah. to hate their life. Those are all kind of just like random people that, that they John, had to like sign. John Favreau yeah. and Will Ferrell just walked around or drove around and hopped out of their car and they were like, hey, do you want some cash? It's are you great. okay with your face being it's in a movie? It's basically the whole point of the show, Billy on the Street. Except yeah. for this time, you get someone that's just full of love and joy. It's that great. You're and that Jack in the Box, the, the scene that we're laughing at, yeah. the, the like <laughs> laugh yeah. in it is from Lady and the Tramp. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they pulled that's the so audio. That's so cool that they find all these yeah, like audio so, clips. There's a couple of those in this movie. It's kind of weird, but... Yeah, so that's a five from yeah. Nick and a six from me for yes. spectacular hilarity. Let's Should talk about Noel. Talk about Noel? Okay. So... Uh, Such a bundle of joy, Noel. Yeah, Gabe and I talked a lot before this podcast about how we chose Noel and Elf because we just we kind of read the synopsis for Noel, and we know that... Like, yeah, and my buddy Bobby, uh, listener to the show, shout out to you, Bobby. You're awesome. Uh, he suggested that we do it a few months ago. Yeah, um, and it's a great. It's perfect for our our podcast. Perfect for our show. Like it is. They they match up really well. They have a common like vein, common thread that that really works, and it's why we made the podcast. However, Noel is very difficult to talk about because it's super meh. Yeah, it's so boring. It's like. I just thought it was so met. And so in this category, like we're starting off with it because the juxtaposition between these two movies in this is like really stark. Uh, I gave it a one. <laughs> Same. Because I, 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 I honestly, and there are redeeming qualities for this movie and we'll get into that later. But like, if you're looking to like laugh a lot, this is not the movie for you. I don't know if it was intended to be that funny. It's definitely a comedy, but I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, you've got... It's not comedic, a drama. No, you've got comedic actors. Everyone, actually, in the movie is a comedic actor. Or, Except for maybe the private investigator. I've just never seen him before. Oh, yeah, he's not that good either. But he's anyways, fine. He's fine. But, like, like, I mean, you've got Anna Kendrick, and you've got Bill Hader, and you've got Billy Eichner, and there's, like one scene where you laugh out loud i don't think i laughed at all out loud so i don't know like it's kind just of, to oh, kind man. of really like it's a bummer show, it was a bummer yeah to show why it wasn't engaging nick was coming over today and i admitted to him i was like oh you know what i realized i haven't finished this movie right and we were gonna watch elf together yeah and so nick had to sit down and re and rewatch the last 45 minutes of Noel because I had forgotten that I didn't finish it because I was so bored. I was falling asleep when I was watching it and I don't fall asleep during movies. Um, And then we watched that. And even when we were watching that, we got maybe like 25 more minutes into it. And I was like, please, can we just turn this off? He's like, no, you have to finish it. We can't do it. We can't talk about it without finishing it. There was 21 minutes left. And this isn't a long movie. And that's something we talk about so often in Spectacularity is if you're worried about runtime and if you're really engaged. And I just wasn't. And beyond that, it just wasn't funny. I could, like, there's like a... The uh, elves not understanding technology and like having a tech support guy or and fist then, bumps. They don't understand yeah, or, fist bumps or either. not understanding fist bumps or having Bill Hader want to be a yoga instructor in Phoenix. Like none of the jokes were that clever or funny. No, there's a couple things that I did think were kind of funny. Like the the way that they keep saying uh, like using Twinkle <laughs> as like yeah. a noun. Like do you, you do you have Twinkle? Like Gabe, I'm noticing that you're not. 
uh, currently demonstrating very much twinkle. I rarely ever have twinkle. Well, yeah, that's kind of a funny thing. And yeah. then like the the fact that they refer to things as nice and naughty, as, yeah, like, good and bad. Like they don't ever really say bad if you're from the North Pole. You I mean, that's say the that's extent naughty. of the cleverness. And we could say that that's for not originality. Clever. That's too. like kind of a funny. Uh, like little thing they do and like they have the recurring ipad joke like kids like ipads like ah yeah Yeah. i mean well yeah they have like the google translate joke that's how bill Hader learns other languages and stuff and then like just like if you're gonna billy eichner's in it it's a waste of his talent we'll talk about it in actoring um but if you're gonna have a techie guy make it really funny like silicon valley like tech jokes can be really funny if you write them appropriately do that I just didn't feel like they really like, like there was like, she makes a joke about yogurt pants instead of yoga pants. She doesn't, she's like, are you, are you saying yogurt pants? And I'm like, who was that for? Who? Yeah. Who thinks just, that's funny? I, I just don't think that they really thought it through. They didn't like really try to make it funny. And that's where this movie could have stood out because unfortunately for this movie, like I got that it was, they were trying to have a clever idea about having, you know, the daughter of Santa Claus who should really be Santa Claus. And right. she's in the sexist Hashtag world. And feminism. she's like, yeah, exactly. But they like didn't do enough to make it stand out in the Christmas catalog. And no. we'll get into that in Xmasticity. So that's a one from Nick and I, because we're brutal. So let's move on <laughs> to the next category, which Drop is actoring. Axe. Yes. Actoring. Okay. Actoring is where we talk about um, kind of mostly about the characters how good were the performances? How good was the writing and directing? Did it give them the tools that the actors needed to uh, perform the characters to the best of their Let's abilities? continue to talk about Noel. Yeah, let's do that. What do you, what do you think is the your what is your actoring rating? Like, where do you think the actoring, the writing, directing, and acting combined is in this in Noel? I gave it a two out of seven. You gave it a two. Okay. Yeah, I, all of okay. Okay. I, here's the thing. Okay. And we okay. talked about this a little bit in a simple favor. When you put Anna Kendrick, like people like Anna Kendrick in a movie, they can kind of bring up a lot of the flaws in the movie because she's like high energy and fun and quirky and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think you have to like Anna Kendrick, but she certainly is doing the most with the, le- the least. And mm-hmm. she tries, although they don't even really write her character to be that fun when she could be. I just think it's a total waste of a lot of other talents. You have Bill Hader, one of the funniest people in the world, and he's not funny at all. Like, I literally didn't laugh at a single no, he does joke. not have a single funny line. Yeah. Outside of uh, when he's talking to the police officer. Right. And he's like, I can get you any present you want. Yeah. Can, you know, I can, I can hook it up with the big man. You want to you wanna play? You want to play? Do you want that? Do you want yeah, that Yeah, like that was like kind of funny, that. but I don't know. I, I was like, oh. Like that's a funny concept. Yeah. And, but like in in the way it's played out and the way it's played by Bill Hader, it's not funny. But it is, yeah. could be a funny thing. It's like, ah, oh, it's like a drug thing, but it's not. It's not funny. Another thing is they have Santa's wife, Mrs. Claus, is played by Julie Haggerty, um, who's great. I always love Julie Haggerty, but she... Even in this, they could have made her like she was really good in Marriage Story this year. Marriage Story is a really sad movie, but she's very funny in it. Hmm. She was funny in What About Bob, or she's just like plays like the really good, like caring wife or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of sad that that's kind of how she's been typecast, but she she doesn't have a lot to do. You got Shirley MacLaine in this, one of the most famous actresses, and she is, plays Polly, and I guess she's kind of fun and sassy, but like, why was she in it? I don't know. Um, she does make a supercuts joke that's like kind so of funny. Raffle, dude. So funny. Raffle. Yeah. It's not funny. I gave it a three only because oh, of okay. Anna Kendrick again. Yeah. Anna Kendrick she saves bring this it up. category, like pretty much everything she's in, because Anna Kendrick is fun and great and really trying super hard. And I think that Bill Hader tries as hard as he can, but he's written as he's like so mellow. He's written as the straight character. Almost. Yeah, you're not using him appropriately. Billy Eichner's character is written very poorly in such a way that could have been funny in concept. Like Billy Eichner plays cousin Gabe. This movie has both our names in it, by the way. Yeah, Gabe and Nick. Yeah, What's up, which is dude? really weird. But Billy Eichner plays like the cousin that becomes like interim Santa. Yeah. Um and he's he's like a tech wizard but also uh tech elf. A tech elf. Yeah. <laughs> ha. 
uh, he's a tech guy, and like yeah. he's like wants an ultra technical version of Christmas. But which, that's what I'm saying. Like they could have made been that funny. funny. He also has a killer white man bun. Yeah, the, um, at the very end. Yeah, at the very end, and it's like it's just not played right. Like it could have been funny. The concepts are there. I don't want to give it too low of a rating because I think the actual acting is pretty good. However, the writing and probably the directing is not. Yeah, that's not mean, for me. So that's my thing is like as much as Anna Kendrick pushes it up, the movie writing pushes it down. And yeah. so yeah. that's why mine ended up being well below average with the two. But right. another else? one is like we love Ron oh. Funches, one yeah. of our favorite comedians, yes, and he's yes. just like doesn't have much of a role except for he's kind of he's like a Christmas caroler choir person for santa he's like four lines he has like a couple ones where they do use him well but there's not enough of him and it's like all yeah, right like get you that said, money it's like dude, squandered talent let's yeah. talk about elf yeah let's talk about elf acting what did you give it i gave it a six i think that it's you smiled so that means gabe did too we agree why don't you wait and find I'm out really sorry for everyone that doesn't like that we agree on everything no we have some episodes coming out that i know we're gonna yeah, disagree yeah. like but, hard but uh <laughs> but it's great. I mean, Will Ferrell is anything where Will Ferrell plays a person who has to, who is who's too big and has to do things that are small is funny. Anything yeah. that Will Ferrell has to act extremely immature, which is basically everything he does, yeah. is funny. He's utilized perfectly in Alf. It's like it like the screenplay was I think 1993 could have been 1998. Hmm. The, the screenplay first surfaced, I guess, in Hollywood, and they attached Jim Carrey to the role, and he said no. Just wouldn't have and then worked. it resurfaced again, 2000-whatever, and then this movie, Elf, comes out in 2003, obviously attached to Will Ferrell. And it looks like they, it seems like maybe they tailored it for him, because it is perfect Will yeah. Ferrell. Like, Will Ferrell at his best, and it's fantastic. And then everyone else supporting him is great. James Caan is good. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel is good. Um, what is the name of our girl, dude? Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> is that really your last name? Yeah, dude. Wow. I thought it was Steenburgen. The mom from Step Brothers. Yeah, I mean she's, she's in a ton of stuff. She's also so great. Buddy's mom in this. She's Step-mom. a she's a friend of the pod. Come on the podcast, yeah, Mary Steenburgen. Mary, come on, wherever Mary, you are. Mary? We love you. You uh, and Richard Jenkins. Yeah, you guys can both be on. Um, it's there's not a there's not a low point in terms of the acting for me. Um, not a big fan of Kyle, uh, gas though. So, you know, yeah, that's a personal thing. That's Nick a personal has thing. I beef been with there, one half of tenacious D, but the other half I have no beef with. Yeah. Jack Black is amazing. Jack Black is my dog. Yeah. That's so interesting that Jim Carrey was almost in this because I think like a good movie in comparison of what, what is the best usage of Jim Carrey is something like the Grinch. He's so good at being, he could be lovable. He's, he, he is lovable in movies, but he's so much better at being such a like piece of shit that turns into a good person. That's a lot of the plots of his movies. Like Bruce <laughs> yeah, Almighty, <laughs> Mask, uh, The Grinch. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah look I at mean, that. he's never like a great person. No, he's not. Except wow. for the Truman Show is like the one counterpoint of that. Right. But I think that. Here's a movie where you get Will Ferrell at his most enjoyable, his highest energy, um, and he's just like so good at playing an innocent person. He's just so pure and innocent in this movie, so it works. And I think no matter what, I, I really like all the supporting performances, but I think no matter what, Will, this is like a powerhouse performance by Will Ferrell, yeah. and they don't even make Preach. all the other characters that funny. No. It's kind of like he's the one, and they're all so good at playing the straight character around him. It works really well. Whereas, like, they didn't even try that when Noelle goes into Phoenix. You know, they almost did, but they didn't make her quirky enough. She kind of figured shit out too quickly. Um, so I also gave it a six. Um, a lot of it, too, I, I really like the side performances just in terms of acting. I think they're all really good. I yeah, like James Kahn, really Bob, New- Bob Newhart. Good. Yeah, the kid is really good. The kid's great. Um, uh, uh, Buddy's half brother, that is. Yeah, and it's a great early role for Zoe Deschanel. Like she's so big now, but at that time she wasn't that big. Like Mm-mm. I think she was in that and the new guy. No, she's blonde and doesn't have straight bangs. Yeah, but she shows off her pipes in this, so it was like an early. She bar- does. Yeah, and she's a singer in real but life. But I'm saying though. like she doesn't even have black hair and straight bangs. Like, she's kind of pretty she's when she's not Zoe like Zoe showering it. Yeah, her uh, hair. 
Yeah. Yeah, when oh, she showers, her hair looks gross. We have to give out a, a big shout out to Peter Dinklage. This is like early Peter oh, Dinklage. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Before Game of Thrones, this is like, I only knew him as this. Obviously, he's been in other movies. The yeah, Station yeah. Agent uh, is a really good one. But he's great. He needs the ox. <laughs> uh you does were not, supposed to protect us. Does not say those lines in this movie. Yeah, those are from uh, Avengers. So. Yeah. I also, I'll give a couple <laughs> quick shout outs. I really like Faison Love, the guy who plays G- the Gimbal's manager. He's just yes, so perfectly. He's great. And Artie Lang, low key, probably the second best mall Santa in a movie after Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa. He is really good. Um, John Favreau is great. Shout down. One, the reason I'm giving it a six instead of a seven uh, I, this isn't the actual reason. I'm giving it a six because it's still not like the best, best. Co- it almost would have been better if there were more comedic performances. Right. That's why I didn't give it a seven. Yeah, yeah. But I will shout down the dude who's in the elevator when Buddy hits all the buttons it, at the at the Empire State Building, the biggest building at the time in New York or maybe still. He Buddy hits every single button and the guy doesn't react. But he, he ruined does that react. guy's. Well, he, he does react. react, but he's nice, dude. It's Christmas. I don't give a shit. He ruined that guy's entire dude, he's day. He's just not being a Grinch or a Scrooge. You don't understand how annoying that... And that guy was probably late to work and got fired. Yeah, maybe he wanted to be late, dude. I don't know. Maybe he was like, you know what? This guy is really messed up in the head, so I'm just going to let this happen. Oh, that's kind. Yeah. No, I hate that guy. All right. All right. Fine. Let's move on to our next category. Okay. Let's do originality. Uh, and we'll start with Elf. Originality, is, it, it's kind of uh, uh, simple. It, it's basically like, how clever was this movie? Did it need to be made? Does it stand out in any way, in a clever way? Like, does it stand out among other Christmas movies? Right. Things like that. Yeah. Um, um, are we, uh, we're starting with Elf? Comedies, yeah. Okay, what did you give originality for Elf? Let me see. You just took here. a sip of your kombucha. We drink kombucha a lot on this podcast. Yeah, we're, we're healthy. We got healthy insides, dude. Our gut bacteria yeah. is A plus plus, dude. It is. Yeah, we're good. We're um, killing the gut bacteria game. I gave it a six out of seven. Okay. In originality? Yeah. Okay. I think it's great writing by David Barenbaum, who did. Pretty much nothing after this Are you this movie. making up names? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> he did nothing after or before, but good job. Very good script. Um, no movie had really sent like a... Before this, it, what we were talking about, like the theme that ties these two movies together, I don't think any movie had really sent like a cheery and zany person into like a mundane world um, before this. Because you have Enchanted um, later with uh, uh, Amy Adams a few years later. Um, I mean, I was trying to think like you have like Lil Nicky, I guess, with Adam Sandler, or like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but that's not Who. You don't. They didn't send Roger Rabbit into the world. Like there, both worlds existed, and everyone knew that Toontown also existed. Um, but there's just like this snowball of joy that comes to New York City, and like you just didn't get that. And I, I think like every aspect of Buddy's being was so well crafted and, w- yes, and well it's a very well written character, character. and yeah. i do think that it's super original i gave it a five i don't think okay. it's the most original thing yeah. i am sure that there was another movie with a similar theme that is made before 2003 but not one that anyone not watches. a christmas movie yeah not a christmas movie and uh did it need to be made yes i think people well we'll talk about it in legacy but people watch this movie every christmas we have friends yeah. that do that and it's it's a super joyful movie that needed to be made and I think does stand out in its in its genre and does um does have a lot of really original aspects. It's also like there aren't a lot a lot of Christmas movies are comedies, but there aren't a lot of like like laugh out loud Christmas comedies. Yeah, not there, really. There are a few like they're enjoyable. Them. Yeah. There are a lot of like enjoyable like goofy Christmas movies, but not a lot of like laugh out loud Christmas comedies. There's like yeah. this one, Christmas Vacation um, I think beyond that, it, especially a theme in both of these movies, as it is with any Christmas movie, but these two movies taking someone from the North Pole and bringing them to New York is that um, they both kind of make like Christmas puns and stuff. They make jokes about the idea of Christmas and the little things that go into Christmas and like Santa's shop and elf jokes and stuff. And I think they're all really cleverly written. Right. Um, Even the Peter Dinklage scene that you thought was going to age poorly 
doesn't actually didn't. age poorly because most of the characters in the scene are like, oh, dude, Don't you cannot that. be making jokes about Peter Dinklage's height, yeah. man. Like That scene is so well written in terms of comedy. doing that yeah. and... Buddy's too innocent and honestly stupid to know what he's, he's just doing. Ignorant. He's yeah. just ignorant to know. Uh, but it's um, are those all your talking points for this one? I mean, I was just gonna say the only reason I'm not giving it a seven yeah. is because I do think there are some cheap laughs and stuff. Like, yeah, there I, definitely are. Like the candy scenes are cheap laughs. They're original yeah. and, and funny, it's not like but... the most clever story. You know, no, the whole no. story structure is pretty simple. No. It's just I think that they. The cleverness went into the details, and right. I and I really respected that. It deserves so an above average yeah. rating. Yeah. But what you said about um, what you said about the creativeness of the jokes, I you said something about mm-hmm. that just now. That is a good bridge to what I have to say about Noel. Yeah, let's so talk I about originally the movie Noel. wrote a four for this because I didn't think that it was horrifically unoriginal. But now that I start to think about what I what I took notes on and what really bothered me about the movie, besides the fact that it's a snooze fest yeah, it's very in a snoozy. lot of ways, is the unoriginality of a lot of the jokes. They try and dig out these jokes that just aren't funny. Yeah. So we were talking about like... I don't even know if they're intended to be funny. Yeah, we're talking about like like using like naughty instead of saying bad. Like, oh, that, 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 that tastes naughty or whatever. is kind of funny, yeah, but it's a cheap funny. joke. And... It, one of the cheapest jokes in the movie is I, I can't tell if this is supposed to be f- like funny or clever, but there's two things about Phoenix specifically. Most of Noel takes place in Phoenix. Phoenix. I, who knows fucking Which why. I, think, I don't even think it does actually. I think it's in a, on a, like a, a studio stage no, in Hollywood. No, it's definitely not actually in Phoenix. However, there are lots of shots of Phoenix. Yeah. For whatever reason. And then St. Louis at one point. Yeah. And it's like, so I think that putting it in Phoenix was supposed to be funny. Obviously, it's a juxtaposition to the North Pole where it's cold, but in Phoenix, it's not cold. (laughs) Ha ha. Funny, right? It is at night. If you took a drink every time you saw or heard Phoenix in this movie... You'd be dead. You'd be dead at the yeah. end of the movie. If you a drink of water, because <laughs> because the uh, the love interest Anna Kendrick's like love interest who actually just becomes like a homeboy at the end of the movie for her. She's like, yeah, I'll see you once a year, bro. And then they fist bump. Yeah. Uh, he wears a Phoenix or Arizona sports jersey or shirt in every scene he's in. Every single scene. Every shot of his apartment. It's like Arizona State or a the, Phoenix the team. The Arizona Diamondbacks, the the Sun Devils, everything. It's everywhere. The mm. Suns, it's everywhere. And yeah. I think it's supposed to be a like an in-joke, but it's not funny. The other thing is the lighting. Like, ha, ah, Phoenix is bright. And so they make it like literally orange yeah. on set. And it just it just drove me nuts. Being like someone who digs into movies, that I was just like, dude, what are you doing with that? Like, I agree. I don't think I. I don't. The thing is, like, another thing they put you in the North Pole at the beginning, or at least the first half of the movie is in yeah. the North Pole, and then they make the North Pole look like it would be like a town in the U.S., but just full of Xmas puns. Like all Christmas puns, every shop is a Christmas pun. Everything that they do there is a Christmas pun. And it's all like jokes about iPads and tech and stuff. But they're trying to make it like our reality. It's Honestly, cheap it's and way it's more, not original. Yeah, it's way more clever when you have like the Whoville where you're really building a fantasy land and stuff. It's, it's fun. If you're going to have a lot of time there, don't do that. It's it's like hacky jokes. Yeah, obviously, like Anna Kendrick, throughout the movie, like she demonstrates that the culture of the North Pole is not the same as the culture of not the North Pole. Yeah. But they basically are the same in the North Pole. It's not original. Yeah. It's, it's hacky. I mean, there's also, Nick and I notice a lot of like corporate plugs in this. Like weirdly, there's a lot of plugs for Petco. And then there's like Pete's Coffee and Best Buy. And Taco and, Bell. And Taco and, Bell. Yeah. It's just like a lot of corporate plugs. It's weird that Disney did that. I, I would think that they wouldn't need to have corporate plugs. They are the biggest corporation. Um, also, is this movie designed for kids only? Like, is this because most of what happens in this handles like adult subjects? Like, I, I don't know, being divorced and like uh, 
figuring out your life and what your purpose is and yeah, stuff like the, that. Yeah. I know, so I don't yeah. know if it's like I, they should have had funnier jokes uh, or they should just make it uh, m- like slip in adult jokes that the parents are going to enjoy when they're watching. If a family is watching like a Pixar movie usually has some kind of like right. funny joke that yeah. a kid's not going to get. Yeah, absolutely. There are n- almost none of those that I noticed in Noel. Ultimately, it comes down to this movie's been done before. Yeah. It's been done by Elf. It's been done by Enchanted. And then another one I forgot to mention is Encino Man is, is kind of like oh, that, yeah. where you take someone <laughs> yeah, like that. I mean, Elf is more clever than yeah. b- both of those, but that's it. And so I'm giving it a one. I, also, I don't think it's original um, in any concept. Yeah. Also, shoot, what's that movie with Eddie Murphy where he... The Nutty Professor. No, 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 no. Where Meet he's, Dave. He's like a like an African... Um, Whoa! He's it is. Oh, the king or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. What is that? Uh, oh my god! Why am I blanking on the name? We'll of think movie? of it as we go on. All right, I'm gonna look. That's it up. a great movie. Um, it is okay. a good movie. But so that's what a did you thing. What did you end up giving it? You didn't say. I gave it a one. Yeah, I gave it a one as well. It's a stinking pile of poop. When I think about it, I just it's just not original and it bugs me. And that's the problem. It's not even like actually I just called it a stinking pile of poo poo. It's not. It's not a bad movie. It's just not clever or original. It's not enough to keep us engaged. So. Let's talk about Legacy next. And this is a little bit tough because Coming Noel, to America. Coming to America. That's a great movie. Um, this, so we're going to talk about Legacy. And Legacy, we normally talk about how, if this movie will be talked about um, in the years to come, has it been talked about, does it stand out in the history of movies, um, and uh, has it, it will it age well? Are there things that are going to age appropriately and things like that? So let's talk about Noel. I think it's going to be kind of quick. It's yeah, a let's little make this quick. I got eggnog to drink. Just yeah. kidding. Eggnog is a disgusting beverage that people shouldn't drink. Yeah. What's your What's your Christmas beverage of choice before we? I like eggnog. That's your of choice of I all don't of them. Celebrate Christmas. I don't know what the other. Oh, t- dude. I like eggnog. I like peppermint lattes. I like cho- ch- uh, hot chocolate, hot cocoa. Dude, it's is all about one? hot mold cider. Yeah, Anyways. hot mold cider is good too. I don't know. I don't. Moving on, legacy. Doctor Pepper. <laughs> Noel two. Yeah, I gave I it a, a two. two as well, and I don't know why. I I gave it a two because I think that um because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I think people are going to be able to like watch it a lot. And yeah, it'll it'll have, and I'll get into why I think it's a two when we talk about Xmasticity a little bit. I think that it will have a bit of a legacy because it's cute, and I think it is engineered for children. And it's, it's on Disney Plus, watch. yeah, and everyone's going to watch it. Yeah, and it'll not just everyone, be in the but background. everyone that has Disney Plus. All the rich white families that have Disney Plus are going to watch this movie over Christmas. It's not that expensive, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, no, but. I think it's a good family movie, yeah. I guess. I think it it's just going to be available for someone to put on in the background. Exactly. Um, and I think the legacy of it is just going to be like, I don't think it's very quotable or memorable. It's not no. something that you would like remember what was said. But it's basically, this is a movie where Santa's daughter exists in a sexist world and goes to Phoenix. That's the plot. Yeah. And that's what people remember it as. But you're right. It's Disney Plus Literally original. yawning as we talk about it. Yeah, that's twos from both of us. We'll see. Maybe in a few years it's a one. Or maybe in a few years it's a seven. I, I don't know. Let's talk about <laughs> Elf in terms of legacy. gain a cult following. Um, yeah. Elf's legacy. Like I said, we have friends that watch this movie every single Christmas. Yeah. I, I'm going to talk about that in Expensticity. I don't yeah, blame them. Uh, and I think that they should. I gave it a five because I think it has a great legacy, particularly among, it's above the average among Christmas movies. I don't know that it appeals to everyone in the whole world, so I didn't give it higher than a five. Yeah, but that's fair. You gave it what? I gave it a six just yeah. because I think it's easily the most quotable Christmas movie. Okay, Because yeah. like the other two are probably like a Christmas story people quote, and people quote... um the Grinch, you know, no one really quotes Home Alone, but everyone loves Home Alone, and um, there are plenty of See, Christmas Home Alone's movies out like there. Like a Christmas movie seven for me. Yeah, but the thing is that that's in the Xmasticity what we're going to talk about, sure, like sure. The, the themes of it being Christmas. The thing is, this like the legacy is of this is that so many people rewatch this every single Christmas. Yeah, it's like a necessary movie for so many people, okay. and. I think a lot of things have actually aged well. I was going to put in the Peter Dinklage scene, but it actually aged well. Like, it's it's funny. It's, it's like, at, at no point was it bad. The only thing that's not going to age well is Zoe Deschanel in the shower, cheerily 
uh, singing the song "Baby, It's Cold Outside," <laughs> um, which has been canceled. Yes, that song definitively. is definitively. But the rest has aged well. Um, it also made, this is a big thing. It made $220.8 million worldwide and domestically made $173 million. Um, but it also has like a 6.9 on IMDb, which is a user rating. What? And like, what person doesn't like this? That's like, so I understand weird. it not being your favorite Christmas movie. It's yeah. not mine. We'll talk about that at the end. But like, who doesn't like this movie? So whatever, I'm giving it a six out of seven. I think it's it's a joy to watch every time. Um, you want to finish it off with X Mysticity? X Mysticity. That's not even a good impression. No, you sound like you're doing. You sound like you're doing Barry Gibb, but Jimmy Fallon's impersonation of Barry Gibb. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, so Xmasticity is a new category, and in this one, we're just talking about it as a Christmas movie. Does it bring in a lot of like Christmas elements? Does it use them well? Does it use them in clever ways? Is it going to be a necessary Christmas watch? Um, is it something that makes you, when you watch it, you're like, oh, I'm ready for the season or whatever, for the right. Christmas season? Things like that. It's kind of like a, a tough category, but we had to find some way of rating these um, in their realm. In terms realm. of their Christmas-ticity. Ticity, their yeah. Christmas-ciness. So um, what did you give Elf? Elf, I gave a seven. Yeah. I it think has to be. That it, yeah, like we said, it has an original usage of Christmas tropes and it is cute and fun for all. Yeah. And to all a good night. Yeah. Well well said. Well spoken, <laughs> Santa. Um, I just think there's so many clever Christmas jokes. I talked about that earlier. I think they perfectly make fun of all the like lore of Christmas. Yes, yes. Um, while also in they also like perfectly encapsulate what it's what mall Christmas is like. Mm -hmm. Like operationally, what a mall Christmas is like and how yeah. miserable the lives are, the people there and how they have to put it on and what a nightmare it is. Yeah. You know, there are other movies that have done that, but I think this does Noel it. Noel does it too. But I mean, bad do Santa well. does. Yeah. Bad Santa is really a perfect well. one. Another thing they do is they pay homage to Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. Yeah, they do. And you love that. movie. I, I love guess. that movie. I used to watch it all the time as a kid, like is the it, original yeah. kind of claymation one. And they were able to do that because they were able to pay, direct homage to it and actually design all of the costumes that the elves wear after the costumes in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, that's cool. Um, because Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is not properly copywritten. Yeah, it's so in the public domain. technically, I think it's public domain. Yeah. Because nice. the, the, the copyright for it is improperly written. Oh, weird. So they were able to like it's take really, things directly from it. I'm an attorney about to work in copyright, uh, and that is... It, it's really easy to get copyright, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty what that's what I read in the trivia. But no, that's I really cool. Know, that's man. really cool of John Favreau to do that. But it's um, but it yeah, it pays direct homage to that, and it's great. It's so funny and perfectly done. Um, yeah, I yeah, don't have anything I bad think, to say about it at Christmas movie wise. I think it's the most entertaining non Home Alone Christmas movie. There you go. Like those are the two most entertaining ones. Yeah, absolutely, and they're enter like. Home Alone is just so fun to watch because it's so exciting seeing this little brat like figure out this plan. But then uh, Elf is just so fun because it's just so full of joy and goofy. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's finish it off with Noel for Xmasticity in the city. Okay, you're not going to like me for this, but I gave it a five. Yeah, I don't like you for that, but go ahead. Because it is quite Christmassy. It is. It has kind of the same sort of elements that elf does where it has this kind of cute take on christmas out of the box and i think that certain people and children will like that and will want to watch it at christmas time and it does have a nice message there are messages of feminism which is great and it is a generally positive and heartwarming movie for all to enjoy and to all a good night go ahead <laughs> uh so i gave it a two um i have to put it in my perspective obviously since this is my opinion and i just think this is a really tough watch if you don't really celebrate christmas and you don't really care okay, about the ideas yeah. of it um and if you're like cynical like me and 27 years old there's not a lot of like joy with that and i don't think it's funny enough 
to bring me into those tropes and be like, oh man, I'm so excited that Christmas is here. Um, I, I'm also stuck just questioning everything. You know, you get it in both Elf and this, but like the idea of Santa actually existing should cause panic, especially among parents that'd be like, like how the fuck did those gifts get there and stuff like, or they're not even questioning how like extra gifts got there. I don't <laughs> know how Santa can exist. Honey, yeah. did you buy a bunch of Christmas gifts? Sorry to all the kids out there that thought Santa was real. He's not. I'm ruining it for you, but uh, don't also, let your does kids he not, like, listen to Gabe. <laughs> does he not tell his family all of the like when he travels the globe, like what people dress like and what they what they do and what they're into? Santa Claus, no, like, dude, he's any. a cult leader. Yeah, I guess straight up, he's yeah, dude. Think about it. He makes everyone wear the same thing. Everyone's liquored up on eggnog and spiced cider. Yeah, dude, he's his cult leader. Um, he's got a joyous, very, very bubbly true. personality. I'd follow him into yeah. the dark. Um, Death cab for cutie. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about that? Yeah, we just episode? did. We just talked about that song. Yeah. Um, I I think ultimately I just don't see this being a movie that people are gonna need to watch on Christmas. It's not gonna be like no one knows what it is already, need, and I don't think it's need that no. Yes, I don't think it's gonna be yes, want. They yeah. will. Yeah. They will though. Uh, they'll watch it. They, they they will, whether they want to or not, Disney made it. Yeah. Uh, let's okay. So right. let's add it up at this. Add point. them up. What are you? What is your overall for Noel? Mine's Noel, twelve. Mine is eight. Eight, which is Holy brutal out of thirty-five. Of God, okay. Yeah, that's bad. So that's a twenty and, out of seventy. And elf. Yeah, and then Elf, I gave a thirty-one out of thirty-five. So that's fifty-nine. Yeah, because out, out of seventy, out of seventy. Yeah, and that's great, and I think that's well-deserving for that. Yeah, absolutely. So in our accolade section, we usually talk about MVP, but it's very clearly Will Ferrell um, for these two movies. Yeah, you know, maybe John Favreau. Um, but let's do we, – we like to do our top fives. Yeah. Let's do our top five top favorite five. Uh, movie uh, Christmas five. movies. <laughs> that's a good theme uh yeah so let's do our top five favorite christmas movies why don't we start at number five nick okay so number five i had a hard time i've got like a lot of ties for five but if i had to choose i did and, a tie for five and uh, you did yeah oh, i had you. to have two in my top five if i, did, if I had to do a five it'd be rudolph the red-nosed reindeer because i watched that movie a ton as a kid the claymation oh, version yeah dude i know but like can you watch it now Yes. Oh, okay. Dude, it's beautiful. The Abominable Snowman. I think my buddy Kevin does too because Kevin's like the only non-girl that I know that like, so he's a male, um, who just gets so giddy about Christmas and watches like 50 movies in a row. That's amazing. Yeah. You're my boy. And he just, he, he loves milk, so it just works for him to and celebrate And moving on from that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. My number five is a tie between The Grinch, Who Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, um, and It's a Wonderful Life. I just love It's a Wonderful Life. You haven't seen it, have you? Uh, no, actually. I don't it think so. It is amazing. It just makes you really understand the importance of living. Okay. Um, and it's it's a great movie every time. And I think it aged really well. Okay. Sort of. What is your fumber for? Your fumber? Your number four? My, wow. We are fumbling. Uh, <laughs> number four is A Christmas Story. It's like okay. the Christmas classic I have to watch every year. Okay, it's the so, one like okay. obligatory Christmas movie I will watch. Obligatory? Yeah. Obligatory. Obligatory. Well, I think it's both. Is this the <laughs> we've conversation done. we've had before? We've had this for the last like 10 years time and loop? it's not ob- it's not ob- What is going on? My number 4 is Bad Santa. Um oh, because great. it is an yeah. LOL movie, dude. It's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Um my number 3 is Elf. My number three is Elf as well. Oh, really? Look at us. Yeah, that was easy. Hey. Uh, hey. My number two. Hey, hey look at, at us. us. My uh, number two is Bad Santa. Okay. It's I. That. Bad Santa is the Christmas movie. No matter what, every year I watch it. Every single Christmas I will watch it. It's my favorite. My number two is the Jim Carrey Grinch, The Grinch Who Stole Great. Christmas. Nice. Uh, that's the usually the one I watch every Christmas. Okay. Uh. My brother Jono and I watch that all the time because that's, I think, Jono's favorite Christmas movie. Don't quote me on that, but it's I think it is. Jury duty, jury duty, eviction notice, <laughs> pink slip. <laughs> yes. uh, he's so funny. Oh, in that. he's so good. And what is your number one? My number one is Die Hard. It is. Boom. And my number one is the OG Grinch. Oh, shit. That sucks. 
You you didn't know that was my number one? No, I thought it was gonna be Home Alone. No, dude. Oh. No, no, Home Alone I think is a great movie, but it's not my favorite movie. Yeah. It's Julie's be, favorite. So Nick and I just had an argument movie. before this, no. and everyone's had this argument about Die Hard. Here is the here is why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm tired of this argument, I'm sure everyone else is, but here's the only only way to put it. The movie centers around a Christmas party. The only reason why John McClane is in California is for Christmas. The whole party is a Christmas party. The whole plot of the movie is during a Christmas party. That's Christmas movie. Boom. Okay. I'm a little offended that you don't that you don't like that OG the original Grinch is my favorite Christmas movie. I just like the the new one it with or not the new one with Neil Patrick Harris. The one with Jim Carrey is just Neil Patrick better. Harris? Don't you mean Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh, I thought they did one with... Neil Patrick Harris does one as well, I think. I think it was really? on TV. The maybe. animated one? But you're right. It was Benedict Cumberbatch, which is even stranger. Um, But yeah. I haven't actually seen it. I'm saving that one. Dude, the original Grinch is a classic. I get that it's a cl- Just pay it respect and not have it be your Dude, preferred one. if I had <laughs> no, to pick between the two of you, you I would pick a seasick crocodile. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. I wouldn't touch you with a 35 and a half foot, 39 and a half foot pole. Yeah. Whatever. Dude, the, the, okay. I, I like your list besides that and the Rudolph the Red, Nor- Red Nose Reindeer one. Pissing because me we're off. 27. My honorable mentions are Home Alone, yeah. Christmas Vacation, Absolutely Hilarious, Die Hard, and Iron Man 3. Not a Christmas <laughs> movie. You did that to piss me off. Uh, so I my uh, my honorable mentions are both of the Home Alone movies. Home Alone three is really not that bad, honestly. But Home Alone one and two, Scrooged, I absolutely love. Have you seen Scrooged with Bill Murray? Yes, it's amazing. That's a great one. Uh, Christmas Vacation, and then The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a great movie. All right, um, let's talk about. You want to go through some quotes that we love? Uh yeah, let, how about you go first? I got a, for I got a question for Elf. Yeah. Oh, actually, for either, would either of these movies be better with Justin Long in it? Noel would be better with Justin Long in it. I think that he will make any comedy better, and if he played like a character like Ginslinger uh, from uh, New Girl, he would be great in Elf with Zoe Deschanel. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what? What's uh, did you ask me for some elf quotes that you like? Um, you smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, usually, it takes people years of yoga to get there. Is one of the only funny lines I could find in Noel from Noel. Um, um, you know what made me die of laughter in the theaters? I can remember laughing super hard when i saw elf with my mom in theaters is when he jumps over the stall when the people are when the guy's like shitting next to him and yeah. he's like hey have you seen these toilets they're ginormous <laughs> uh, uh i have a question for you what is the life cycle of a snowman oh yeah at the beginning of elf the snowman this is interesting the snowman says that he used to travel the world the claymation snowman that's following Buddy around and trying to calm him down when he's sad. Yeah. After he says, not right now, Arctic Puffin. Yeah. Uh, the snowman says, as a young snow person, he as a he says like as a young like cumulonimbus, which is a type of cloud. Yeah. Which implies that a snowman undergoes some sort of metamorphosis from cloud-based being to earth-based orb man. <laughs> made of snow and i just want to know what that looks like let's does make he, a movie does he fall as is he multiple s- snowflakes and then they then how does it work how does a snowman become a go from a cloud to a snowman how was he able to observe things on earth as a cumulonimbus cloud i don't know i just need to know i think you need to write a movie there's going to be a lot of copyright issues, but this you is need not to write a rewatching movie. it with you just now. It's not the first time I've thought about this. It's, I didn't even notice the line. I didn't know what he it said. It bothers me deeply. I would need to know what happens. Uh, there. So good news. Yes. I saw a dog today. Have you seen a dog? You probably <laughs> yeah. have. Uh, that's really good. I don't know. I wrote down some like dumb ones from uh, from Noel. The dumbest of which is when she's first looking. She's like, "I need to go to Phoenix, Arizona." No, oh, and God. I go. <laughs> Funny. Chuckle, chuckle. 
sit with a couple of kids. You'll feel the twinkle. Yeah, that's one we should maybe just end on there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I see mommy kissing Santa Claus at the beginning. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, she goes, let's start at the top. Oh, we start at the top with chimney access. That's funny. Is it? Is it funny? That is kind of funny. Okay. I didn't notice that line. Uh, yeah, I'm done with that. Do you have any others? No, I don't. Um, Do you have any recommendations for Christmas movies that people should see? I think you should watch the OG uh, Grinch. And if you don't, you're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk. Well, then that's me. Uh, I think you should watch Bad Santa. The three if words you are that those. describe you are as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk. <laughs> Fuck you, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, I recommend Bad Santa. I also, uh, for Gabe's little movie minute right now, I just saw the movie Uncut Gems. If, uh, if you haven't seen Good Time, uh, which is on Amazon Prime, it's a Safdie Brothers movie with Robert Pattinson. You need to see it, Nick. Um, okay. It's really good. It's not for everyone, but it's good. Uncut Gems is a delight. I loved it. I mean, it's not a delight because I was having a heart attack the whole way through, <laughs> but it's good. There's a lot of good movies out there. I'm going to give you guys some recommendations. Uh, sorry, next week. Uh, Nick and I are both going to release our top 10 of the decade. Um, oh, yeah. If Nick can figure it out. Uh, yeah, we'll, tough re- one. we'll release that on Instagram. We won't do a separate episode for that. We might do a bonus episode for it because it could be fun. Okay. Um, next week, we have our buddy coming on, uh, Buddy oh, the yeah. Elf, Jimbo. Jim uh, Mackney. Jim Daddy. Uh, one of our best friends from college is visiting us from the great state of Virginia, um, and he is going to record uh, an episode on Shutter Island versus Unsane. Yeah, that, that gonna one's really, going to be fun. I think it's going to be it's really be fun. Great. Uh, they're very similar movies. Uh, so you can also follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, instagram.com slash facingoffpod. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash facingoffpod. For either of those, just look up Facing Off, and you should find our, our picture. Um, you can also send us emails. We got great emails from Otto and Kevin Gathman. We want to hear some other ones. So uh, send us an email at uh, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your ratings are for these things, especially if you really disagree with us. We would love to hear it. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, go give us a rate and review on Apple. That really helps out. And uh, Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas, everybody. Or happy holidays. Both of them. Doesn't yeah. matter. Enjoy, Bye, audience. Hope you find your enjoy dad. your end of December, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs>